Our readings today remind us of a very essential quality of our relationship with God. And that quality is call-response spirituality. The fact that our relationship with God is fundamentally a call and a response relationship. Think of a call-response relationship in your life, for example. Maybe your marriage. Think about the very day he or she went down on one knee and popped the question, will you marry me? And you're like, yes, yes, yes. That was a yes at a point in time. But that's a historical yes. That's a futuristic yes. A yes that was at one point in history, but it's a yes that will stretch for a long time. And so that's a kind of a call or invitation response relationship. And so your marriage or your relationship becomes every morning you wake up and you look at each other in the eyes. You may not always be verbalizing, will you marry me? But it's really a reenactment of that first request, that first invitation that you said yes. And so your marriage is a call-response relationship. Or maybe my priesthood, 28 years ago, when I was all very excited, the morning of that ordination, and the archdeacon walks up to the altar and said, let those to be ordained come forward. Anthony Eseke, and I'm like, present, present, present. I'm like, ooh, 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 ooh. Of course, that present was at that time, that particular time in 1996. But it's a futuristic present. I wasn't just responding present for that moment. I was responding present for that moment and for the years to come. And so my priesthood is, is fundamentally a call-response relationship. And so each day I wake up, I will hear that voice, he who is to be ordained, who is to be a priest, come forward. And I should say, yes, present. And that's precisely what the readings are getting at today. That our relationship with God is essentially a call-response spirituality or a call-response relationship. And that's why our gospel this evening begins with that opening invitation. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. That is the renewal of God's invitation in our lives. And so the kind of repentance we are talking about tonight, it's not that you've never heard the word of God. It's not like you are some or we are some pagans or some heathens who have never heard anything about Jesus 
And we are like, you better repent or you will die in hell. That's not the kind of repentance we are talking about. It is that call response, that renewal that God wants of us every day. And that sense of metanoia, a paradigm shift, a new way of looking at things, a new way of conducting your relationship with God, and you cannot get tired of it. We can never we relax and say, well, we have it all fixed. That is the repentance, and that is the invitation that the readings are calling us to tonight, to repent and believe in the good news. In the gospel, we see the disciples responding to that invitation. And that's precisely what God is asking of all of us tonight. A renewal of our response. They left everything, abandoned everything, and followed Jesus. And that is the followership. That is the kind of discipleship that the Lord is asking of you and asking of me tonight. And there's one attitude that we do need for that. And that's what Paul now reminds us about that in the second reading. So maybe we call that some kind of functional detachment. And for Paul, functional detachment is about, yes, you are married, but live like as if you're not married. Yes, you, 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 you have a job, but live like as if you don't have a job. You are weeping, weep like as if there is, there's, there's nothing really to weep about. You are happy, live like as if there's nothing to be happy about. Because for Paul, everything is in transition. And so Paul believes that one thing that helps us towards that kind of repentance is to have a mind on the things that are permanent recognizing the things that are important and functionally use the things of the world but also feel detached from the things of the world. And finally, that brings us again to the whole message about repentance. And that's what we now read in the first reading from the book of Jonah, where Jonah now preaches to the Ninevites Jonah was not expecting them to repent because, number one, they were Ninevites, they were Gentiles. In the first place, Jonah was a reluctant prophet. He never wanted to go because he did not feel that the Ninevites were worthy of forgiveness, were worthy of God's mercy. But you know the way the rest of the story went, right? And God decided he was going to be swallowed in a whale, and then after three days, he was regurgitated, and he was like, duh, where am I? And he went back and did what God had asked him to do. But he was not expecting that God will retreat from his decision. So Jonah was preaching repentance, but was lurking by the side, waiting for the shoe to drop. Sometimes I call that the Jonah syndrome. The Jonah syndrome where we basically push God out of the judgment throne and we are now the one met in punishment. As a church, as preachers, as a people, sometimes we suffer Jonah syndrome. 
we may often think that um, we are in a position to decide how God should show mercy or who should get certain kinds of blessing and who shouldn't, and we are bumping into each other's head and screaming at each other who should be blessed and who should not be blessed. And God is sitting right up there above and I say, oh, I hear you, I see. You guys don't know what you're doing. And so Jonah's syndrome can be something that is a risk for all of us. But here is the reassurance that near the heart of God, there is mercy. As soon as the Ninevites repented, turned around, God took them into his arms and blessed them and forgave them and started a new life with them. That is the nature of the heart of God. That in the heart of God is mercy. And when we are near the heart of God, sin cannot molest. Pain cannot molest. Sickness cannot molest. Because at the heart of God is our strength. At the heart of God is our peace. And so tonight, let us continue to pray for the grace of the renewal the grace of repentance, the grace to continue to love God with all our heart, with all our might, and with all our soul. Let us now bow our heads and pray. There is a place of quiet peace near to the heart of God, a place where sin cannot molest, near to the heart of God. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, Sent from the heart of God. Hold us who wait before thee. Near to the heart of God.